Coaching live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Happy Thursday, everybody. Or is it a happy Thursday? Or is it a little bit of an annoyed Thursday? I was going to wait until Brent got in here to talk about this, but it's been on my mind, and Brent will be here momentarily. I'm sure he's caught in some traffic, doing some work, doing what he has to do. And I don't like starting battle. I don't like starting the show out with battles against essentially the show, the, the head honchos that we work for in ESPN. Okay? But this whole narrative of one article... In Sports Illustrated, and all of a sudden, quote-unquote NFL experts are getting turned off now to the fact of, does Trevor Lawrence truly want to play football? Does he care about football? Should the Jaguars draft him? Are you kidding me right now? Like, And I understand, right? Slow news cycle right now. We're about two weeks before the draft or whatever it is. So we got to find stories. We got to nitpick at stuff to get people responding and to get those reactions. And congratulations, ESPN. You put the bait out there. I took it hook, line, and sinker, and I'm chewing it up, man. I My entire mouth right now is on the hook. It is stuck in my jaw. And you got a live one right now, ESPN. You got a live one. And this isn't just one person I'm calling out here. I mean, this is essentially the entire narrative now of the national media over Trevor Lawrence essentially saying there's more to life than football. Oh, I'm sorry. Was he breaking news for anybody? Like, Let me take you behind the locker room real quick. Let me take you behind the curtain and let me talk to you about football players. Is football important? You better believe it. We grew up playing it as kids. Um, you know, it gave a lot of people better lives. Like anybody in that locker room, they love the game of football, but they also love other stuff as well. Okay, there's family uh, people, there's faith-based people, there's there's all walks of life in that locker room. And yeah, football is kind of the constant that brings everybody together. But I guess what I'm having a hard time seeing is. Why we need to feel the need to pit, nitpick Trevor Lawrence now and say, well, he doesn't really care. You know, if I was Jacksonville, I'd be nervous right now. Like, you know, Zach Wilson wants to play the game of football. If Justin Fields would have said what Trevor Lawrence said, what would we be talking about right now? Well, to put that to bed right now, if Trevor Lawrence played a game like, like, like Justin Fields did against Northwestern or like Justin Fields did against Indiana, then, yeah, I'd probably have an issue with what Trevor Lawrence had to say. But guess what? Trevor Lawrence is the without a doubt, unequivocally number one overall prospect coming out of this draft. So as far as I'm concerned, Trevor Lawrence has earned the right to say whatever he wants to say. And I don't get where this whole narrative is coming from of we got to question someone's desire to play football. Where was this energy when guys last year were opting out because of COVID-19? I didn't hear anybody say, oh, do they truly love football? They're just going to abandon their teammates over COVID-19? Why? Oh, I'm sorry, because maybe some things are more important than the game of football. Okay? And the fact that Trevor Lawrence came in the article and said, what does he want to do? He wants to be the best to ever do it. Do you need any more bulletin board material? Does he need any more motivation? He put it out there for you. 
Okay, so I'm, I'm not sure what more you want him to to say, what more you want him to do. I guess what I need from the experts and what I need from the national media is I need you guys to come out here and say exactly how much time he should spend in the locker room per day, how much time he should spend watching film, what he should say in press conferences, and what he should say in the quotes. Because apparently we have a preconceived notion of what a quarterback should say, what he should do, and how he should be a leader. And it absolutely drives me nuts. Yeah, baby, go get him. Way mm. to walk in, stroll in a couple minutes late, and I can hear Austin all the way down the hall. I love it. There it We're is. not even in shock your mock time yet. Yeah, man. Let's get it. Yeah, How baby. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Yeah. Uh, you know, just c- calling out the... <laughs> Calling out the head honchos, man. Calling out the mothers. By the way, we we talked about this article yesterday. I knew this part would come out about it. Oh, yeah, I thought we had a reasonable it, discussion about yeah. about, uh, and and I think it should be reasonably discussed. Mm-hmm. But I thought the article itself was phrased in the point where they they even set the table for this. Mm-hmm. They said, "Listen, we under." Football fans, they don't care about this stuff, right? They 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 just want football, football, football. Uh, let's be honest. Folks in the building, they can sit there and claim they want this life balance and hope your family's well. And they want your football, <laughs> right? I mean, well, yeah. they want you dedicated. There's yeah. a degree of that. But that but, they want the most out of your football, too. I mean, there's selfish reasons for everybody involved. They're paying you a lot of money. They want sure. the most out of you. I mean, it's the nature of sports and athletics. Heck, it's the nature of business at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, now, they have to say some things to kind of massage that a little bit. And, and I'm not saying there's no sense of that. Everybody would love in a perfect world, happy at home, happy at work, working 16 hours a day, you know, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But there is this thing in, in football, and, and football has set the table for this. It's like it, it's the same that goes with coaching. Uh, not just football has done this, but coaching in general. It's like if you don't have a cot in the office, you're a bad coach, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always been the thing. Mm-hmm. And if you're not there, at, let's just say you played for the if you're playing for the Jags and Trevor Lawrence uh, or David Garrard or whoever doesn't show up till seven o'clock. Where you been, man? Right. I mean, we don't quarterbacks. Nah, quarterbacks yeah. are five thirty six o'clock in the building. Guy. Sure. Yeah. Right. yeah the, don't the, they the, almost have to be no, five thirty six o'clock? No, the, well, the way offenses work and everything, quarterbacks are, are the first ones to show up and the last ones to leave. Yeah. That's that's pretty much the once again the preconceived notion of what we think about the quarterback position. But, but it's not always like that. That's true. And, yeah. and guys like Peyton Manning and Brady and and so have put in so much work and have lived it and breathed it and and all that stuff that that they put that kind of work in. Like that's like a normal day for them. They want it. Mm. Do that. My guess is, by the way, Trevor Lawrence does the same thing. But it's just kind of an interesting standard to set. Like, I believe that if you found a quarterback that wasn't in there from 6A until 7P, then that quarterback would probably be knocked um, in a a sense. They'd be like, well, why is he working as hard as these other guys? But knocked by who, though? His teammates or the media? Well, definitely from the outside world. I don't know how well the outside world would know that. I bet some teammates would even knock because especially veteran guys goes like, oh, that's not how I – Peyton Manning did it, or whoever did it. Quarterback's supposed to be in here first, leave last, all that stuff. Yeah, uh, it's a, you know the most time. I mean, I, Favre didn't do that, and, 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 and no, I don't, I don't think so. Favre <laughs> didn't show up the training camp, man. Like, Favre, well, I think the offseason stuff can be a little bit different, but uh, okay. But isn't that another classic example of well, do you really care about the game of football if you don't want to get better at training camp? Like well, Tom Brady holding didn't out? show up to OTAs. So then, why, the end so then why aren't we chastising Tom Brady for not showing up to OTAs? I don't remember if they did. I think they questioned it. They wondered a little bit. Said, is that where all the stuff came out? Oh, is he unhappy and things in New England? You know what I mean? See, but my point is that we don't chastise Tom Brady. 
we don't chastise when Brett Favre didn't show up to the training camp. Like, the national media doesn't do that. And why don't they do that? Well, because we kind of have a good track record of who Brett Favre was as a football player and who Tom Brady was as a football player. Equity. Okay, very cool. You have equity? Very cool. Sounds good. Let's look at Trevor Lawrence's equity real quick. The guy's only lost two games in his entire football career, it seems like. Right? Like, high school, dominated it. College, even as a freshman, beat Alabama, dominated it. So, oh, I'm sorry, all of a sudden he doesn't care about the game of football because no equity's built up? Have you followed him in high school or college? Because I followed him in college, and he built up some pretty good equity in me, but now we want to say, well, he hasn't earned the right to say that yet. Nah, man, it's not how it works. Yeah, I, listen, I, there was a... I, I don't know if I've always believed this. I think when I was a younger lad, if you will, I would say, yeah, the way to outwork them is to punch in early and punch out late. Mm-hmm. I no longer believe that. I think there's what are you doing when you punched in and punched out is just as important of when you punched in and punched out. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody works with the folks that are there, but are they getting anything done? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, and, and that kind of changed uh, my mentality, I was old sports director, was like, I don't care if you're here eight hours, 12 hours, 14 hours, just get what we're supposed to get done, done, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think that's the nature of, um, I think that should be the nature of probably everybody's job, really, but especially in sports. And uh, he, if he has his own way of going about doing it, now, you still, there's leadership stuff, There, there's there's some subtle things in sports. I mean, you can't just show up, <laughs> you know, yeah, and, but, hey. and some people can just show up and still and still perform. Yeah. But the quarterback can't. But listen, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. But Trevor Lawrence, be a leader for those guys in that locker room. OK, I don't need you to be a leader for me or the media yeah, yeah. or the national media. You, you can do whatever you want to them. Man. And, and, and I'm talking to myself personally as well. I don't really care what you think about us or how you treat us. I really don't care if those. If your teammates in that locker room respect you and they go to battle for you, then that's all we need. I, I, to me, the, the quotes, they're just words, man. And, and, and how can you just go off of one article of words when this guy, in my opinion, has built up the resume that he's built up already? It's just – it's and I, I get it. Slow news cycle, draft right around the corner. we got to talk about stuff. Trevor Lawrence, the overall number one pick, I get it, but I don't get it at the same time. Do you think uh, the Lewis Riddick stuff we'll get into maybe even a little bit more on this, but uh, of... Well, I, I just, I mean... Well, yeah, I know. Yeah, but I mean, Justin do you think Fields? that's a fair question to bring up if Justin Fields had said this? Would people I be... Because mean, cool? Justin Fields' stock has been all over sure. the place. Then you have the black quarterback element of this. Yeah. Uh, so would... Trevor Lawrence, does he actually have enough cachet and equity built on his high school performance, his bona fide number one stock that he can go out in an article and say this, that it's less questioned, even though some question, but less questioned than a guy like Justin Fields, it, whose stock is kind of bouncing all over the place right now, right? Yeah. Um, and, and I would go from that angle more than the black quarterback angle, but I understand that is an angle as well. Um, I just think more right now that his – I don't know where Justin Fields is. Is he a top 10 quarterback? Is he a top five quarterback? Is San Francisco going to take him? Is he going to fall to number 15? Like, I really don't get a, a great feel for Fields based on these last couple of months. But I do think that's a fair question by Lewis Riddick. If, if a guy like Fields, who does not have as much equity or whose stock is kind of all over the place and viewed differently, if he were to come out in an article like this and say the same exact things Trevor Lawrence would say, I do think he would get hammered a lot more. Do you? Um... I think he would, but not because of the color. Because 
I, I was on that set after that Indiana game. Justin Fields lost. Like I, I was yeah. off the Justin Fields bandwagon. Now it wasn't because he was a black quarterback. It was because you made some boneheaded decisions. Yeah. Any any race of of, of guy could do that. I think with what Trevor Lawrence has right now, once again, he's built up the equity. Now, if Trevor Lawrence goes out there against Syracuse or Duke and throws three or four interceptions and they're horrible plays and you're wondering, what is Trevor Lawrence doing? Then absolutely. Maybe we're questioning Trevor Lawrence right now. But guess what? Trevor Lawrence hasn't done that now, has he? That's why he's the number one pick overall. When you're number one pick overall, and once again, you built up the equity, I think you have a right to say whatever you want because who's going to tell you differently? Because your performances speak for yourself. If you go back and watch Northwestern for Justin Fields, and you go back and watch Indiana, it's hard to let those performances just speak for themselves because there is a lot of negatives to take away from that. Yeah, listen, I found yesterday's article, and we talked about it this way. I knew this might be coming. Again, I'll just say that again. And I think any quarterback that would say it would have questions raised and people like, what, what? Like, he didn't say, I can't wait to sleep at TIAA Bank at Jags headquarters and move my family into one of the meeting rooms? Like, he did not say that? <laughs> like, yeah. oh, my gosh, yeah. how do you not say that? You're the mm. franchise quarterback, right? I, I knew people would do that. I think we had a good conversation about Trevor Lawrence, and I appreciate Trevor Lawrence for who he is, the fact that he's not afraid to say what he said. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't a guy 20 years later saying it. This is an article that sometimes people would come out and say these kind of things some 10, 12, 15 years. If Tom Brady did it, it'd certainly be okay. Mm-hmm. Look at all the equity he built up. Mm-hmm. He's doing it beforehand, and, and because that's who he is, he's not trying to be somebody else. Like, that's – I think it's um, good stuff. I think it also does, does beg the question that we asked yesterday – like, how long will he play? Will he be a 12-year, 15-year, 20-year guy in the league? Will he be an 8- to 10-year guy? Will he be an Andrew Luck that maybe calls it quits before because it's not? I think those are fair questions based on the article. Um, but I don't think I, – I, I love that article because at the end of it, it summed it all up. And we talked about this on social media, and I read the, the line. But it was when his coach was trying to get goals out of him at Cartersville High School, he's like, I want to be the greatest to ever do it. Yeah. I mean, end of story. It actually was the end of that story, but it's the end of story with Trevor. Uh, and I think um, – I didn't even think Jags fans were taking a bad look at that article, like taking it the wrong way. I just kind of knew the actual national media would jump up. I mean, there's a lot of shows to fill. Some sure. of the questions are valid. Um uh, it doesn't scare me. Let's just say that none of that stuff scares me. And, and I appreciated the article for who he is more than, oh, my gosh, should the Jags be yeah. concerned? I think that – when we look at last year with Gardner Minshew, we praised him because he was being himself. He said what he wanted to say. He acted like he wanted to act, and he was being true to himself. Trevor Lawrence is doing the exact same thing right now. And I think what, what, what Trevor Lawrence said in that Sports Illustrated article, I think a lot of players would love to say what he said, but they're not in his position. Yeah. I think yeah. Zach Wilson would like to say that. I think Justin Fields would like to say that. I think Trey uh, Lance would like to say that. Once again, not bringing race into it. You can be white, black, whatever you want to be. I think a lot of people would want to say that. Heck, me coming on Murray State, I'd want to say that. But no, what was I saying? I want to go in there and compete. I want to win a Super Bowl. Because, yes, it is all about those things. But once again, f- football isn't who you are. It's what you do. Now, it's a big part of what you do, but don't let it define you as who you are. There's a lot more to somebody than just football. And Trevor Lawrence understands that. I think Gardner Minshew understood that last year a little bit. And anytime people want to, anytime these modern, quote-unquote, NFL players want to say that, there's going to be a narrative that says they don't they don't take the game seriously. They don't, they're not good teammates, and you should be cautious of those guys. Nah, man, everybody thinks that in the NFL locker room. They just have the balls enough to say it. Yeah, uh, well, here's 
you know, you just brought up Minshew and it just got my brain rolling real mm-hmm. quick because we've had these conversations. You know, Minshew has oftentimes turned down endorsements and commercials and other things, but he also took some of those things, the stories. And I'm still not convinced. And as we go back into the Minshew story over the years and as more comes out uh, down the road, I'm not convinced that stuff did not rub some of the folks in the building the wrong way yeah. from co- I, I, less players, more coaches, but maybe some players. Right. Have you done enough? Have you earned that? Right. Mm-hmm. That stuff. I mean, I, I really old school mentality. Well, where does old school mentality come in? Usually comes in with the guys in the coach's office, not really in the locker room. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the old school mentality stuff. Yeah. And so I, I sincerely do wonder if some of that stuff was viewed and looked upon as kind of me, 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 and you're not fully focused and all that stuff. Now, that builds when you're not playing as well or if you're not playing at all with injury. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a sincere question when it comes to Gardner Minshew. The other part of that is, and by the way, I don't think Gardner Minshew was doing anything wrong. Like, I, I don't by, by doing what he did. I, I thought it was great, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I don't think it impacted his play or anything else. Again, like no. it's like, can you go eat a salad somewhere? Is that going to impact how you prepare? Yeah. No. no, like, no hey, there's no, 24 no. hours in a day. You can only do so much. I think his hands will have the impact on his playing, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I think so, too. But. I don't know the perception of him. This stuff might have had an impact on how people viewed him, Mm. I guess is my point. Uh, We are living in a different day, Mm -hmm. right? We're living in a world now where LeBron James feels comfortable enough to move to L.A. because he knows what's coming after or what he's a part of, Space Jam and all these other things. And by the way, he's won a championship. Do you you care about basketball, though? You're doing Space Jam now? You you and Bugs Bunny hanging out? Do you really care about basketball in the Lakers, or are you just doing this for fun? Well, let me be less – I don't want to be hypocritical here. I wondered about LeBron James in that sense. Mm -hmm. Is he all – is he looking at that too early? And I also wondered more so – Less of that, but do you have to move to L.A. for that? You can do anything from anywhere right now you know, yeah. in today's world. So yeah. I wondered, does L.A. have – you have to go to L.A. to be involved with that stuff. Uh, listen, Philip Rivers had nine kids. Mm-hmm. I bet he had time to be a dad sure. and still yeah. study the playbook. You yeah. know, um, We do live in a world, though, where guys who are – players, because of their brands, are into a lot of different things. That is different than, say, 20 years ago. Twenty five years ago, Dion might have been Bo mm-hmm. Jackson might have been, but not so well, see, many athletes. Right. I think a lot of guys were you just never heard about it because it wasn't social media. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you're right. Actually, you go think Magic Bird, Jordan. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're doing all they doing some stuff on the side, maybe right. to not this degree. Uh, again, LeBron feels like he's doing a ton of stuff, but the guy just came off winning a championship. For sure. How can you complain? That wasn't because he was in the bubble and he couldn't do anything else. I don't know. No, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, yeah. If you use it, use it as an excuse, or, no. Or I, is he just at the time in his career where he can handle it? You know, you know, it's like we talked about yesterday. I just think some people are gifted enough to to have multiple things on their plate at, at once. You know, we see this with boxing and combat sports where, you know, like I always use Ronda Rousey as a classic example. Ronda Rousey, there, she was the biggest name um, in the UFC. She starts to do movies and everything like that. Her training, you know, starts to go to the wayside a little bit, and then she starts losing. And, and that's just, it's about how you balance all your energy. Yeah. Now, now, I think LeBron James is like the 1% of the 1% of the out liars where it's like he can go to LA he can do Space Jam he can do all this stuff and still win a championship Michael Jordan was the same way Michael Jordan's doing Michael Jordan played baseball for a little (laughs) bit decided to come back play (laughs) basketball again oh by the way came back and absolutely dominated once again doing Space Jam doing all these 
extra stuff. You know, his his shoe company, all that stuff, but still found the way to win championships. Not everybody is wired like that. Yeah, now, yeah. is Trevor Lawrence, is he wired like that? I have no idea. Maybe he is, maybe he's not. But what he's decided is, you know what? I don't have to be wired like that right now. I don't have to do all these extra things or, you know, I don't have to go out of my way to give up these energies. All I can say is who I am and I'll play football and we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's it is interesting. As, as we continue to talk about it, it's fascinating because, I mean, you go Joe Namath. I mean, right. I mean, there was yeah. extra stuff. Right. It, it really it feels like there's more now than ever before mm-hmm. because brand seems way more important. But really, that's wrong. I mean, you know, it's as it's as old as the day is long. I mean, there's. There's tons of evidence of players doing this. There might be more than ever because there's more opportunity, but there's tons of evidence. Some people went to the beach bars. Yeah, exactly, you know? man. Other people, What's up, Blake? Other people spent time in... Blake, I was talking about you. Yeah, I know, but Blake, too. <laughs> no, hey. I'm throwing Blake Boyles in that conversation, too. I, I'm not going to go out by myself. I'm taking you with me. Yeah. What's I up, mean, Blake? Uh, so, it, it's... Uh, it's almost like it would be okay if Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or any of these guys said, hey, I'm going to go do 12 endorsements in a movie. But if you say, hey, I don't have a chip on my shoulder. Football is not life. It doesn't define me. If you yeah. say that, that's wrong. But if you say, I'm going to go do a couple movies, I'm going to make a, an album, yeah. and, and I'm going to do 17 endorsements. Like, hey, good good for you, man. That's great. No. You don't think that takes up time? Or if he's going to have a lot of kids, you got a big family. What are we supposed to tell NFL athletes? Hey, don't have kids. Don't have a family. It takes away from your football stuff. Oh, I tried to tell Tiger Woods that. He didn't listen. Yeah, well, it's... <laughs> Couldn't handle it. He didn't win for a while. Couldn't handle it. Yeah. It is what it is. It's like kids go, this whole conversation to me is like going to college. Mm -hmm. Some people can handle college and some can't. You know why? Because you have to manage your own time. And sometimes there's so much time you don't know what the hell to do with it. Mm -hmm. Right? Some kids are good at it. Some aren't. Mm -hmm. And some figure it out a little bit down the road. Absolutely. And it's like that with players too. Some can be good at it. And some, they might have to, you know, uh, work a little bit different way to get to, to well, the end. And that's the thing. You can go in and say, like, I'm going to work hard in college and I'm going to do all these things and have all these quotes. But if you don't actually do it, then what's the, what's the point? They're just words. It's just an article, everybody. Yeah. It's just one quote. I thought it was an awesome article. Everybody it's relax. a fascinating conversation. Well, it was a great article. I think the Justin Fields conversation is is a real one, too. I, I think that's a, a decent question by Lewis Riddick. More football talk on the way. A bunch of different things. A no-no in baseball. It's been a lot of those over the years. Uh, and two already in the Major League Baseball season. We're coming back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. And I'm going to regurgitate it to you. I'm like a mother bird right now, and I'm spewing it in your mouth. Brent Martineau. we got doves flying and mother birds I'm, all week. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to baby bird you right now, man. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, this is why I tease stuff and don't get to it. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Remember, now, people were questioning Justin Fields. People were questioning Justin Fields, and he hadn't said a word. People were questioning just how committed he was and whether he was going to be one of those guys who's going to put in the time to be great. If Justin Fields had said this kind of thing, what do you think we'd be talking about here this morning? So I'm just going to put that out there, and I'm not questioning Trevor Lawrence. I'm just saying, though. So that is Lewis Riddick. Yeah. Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. Again, I think a valid point to bring up. I don't know. I, I think there's probably an element of this, uh, as we said at the top, that has to do with the black quarterback. Sure, yeah. I don't think that it, it certainly isn't that for me. It's more the, the juxtaposition of Fields versus everybody else in the draft. Uh, I think if... 
I'll take a white quarterback for an example. If he had said what Trevor Lawrence said, it would be highly questioned as well. Johnny Manziel. If Johnny Manziel had this SI article, then Johnny Manziel was getting questioned anyway. But you get my point, right? Mm -hmm. And by the way, that's probably a bad cop because I'm saying Justin Fields and Justin Manziel are two of a like. You know, I'm just saying a quarterback that we didn't know where he would fall in the draft. There's not a lock to be number one. Mm -hmm. Well, I think I I would say even to Zach Wilson, if he says this, I think we'd be talking today about the Jets. Probably not. Maybe not taking uh, Zach Wilson because of what he said, because I don't know if he's that much of a lock at number two, though. It feels that way. But could that drive some conversation away from oh, Jets fans? I don't know. Should you be concerned? Uh, So I don't think it's a. The black versus white quarterback. I think it's more the position they're in. Trevor Lawrence is an absolute lock. If Andrew Luck had said this coming out, he'd still be the number one pick. If Peyton Manning had said this, yeah. would he have lost to Ryan Leaf some ground? Maybe. I don't know. So let's dive into this. And let's go back to, because to me, the whole narrative about Justin Fields kind of went on a roller coaster of emotions. Started to me with Dan Orlowski reporting that, you know, uh, apparently there's a source. And did he, I I don't want to misquote him here. Was it a scout or was it a coach? Somebody associated with the NFL team saying that they thought that Justin Fields, and I I don't want to like speak out of place here, but like, I think he was, was it lazy that they used the term or what was the term exactly? Yeah, I think uh, there was this connotation of lazy. Lazy. Okay. I have an issue with that. Now, I don't have an issue with Dan Orlowski coming out and saying what he said because that's what he heard. You have to report what you hear. I I get that. If you trust your sources, then so be it. Well, he he got under fire for even doing that and not vetting him out. No, for sure. But here's my issue with the whole situation. Let's go back to 2012. Guy by the name of Justin Blackman. Okay? He the the best wide receiver of the draft class, bar none, top ten pick for sure. But what did we hear after he got drafted? Well, some teams said that eh, he's he's kind of partying all the time and stuff. And is he really going to work on the NFL? How come nobody broke that story? How come nobody's told us that Justin Blackman might be now? The, the scouts knew it. The Atlanta Falcons, NFL teams knew it. The Jaguars obviously didn't know it, or they did. They took a gamble. But I didn't hear one you know national media member or one draft expert say, "Be careful, Justin Blackman." Now there's a couple red flags out there. How did the entire NFL know about this, but nobody else did, right? So this leads me to the point where if if Justin Fields truly, you know, doesn't take the game seriously, he's not a hard worker, that's all a fabrication because somebody wants you to know that. Someone's throwing up a smokescreen because they want you to know that. With uh, Larry Tunzel, I never heard one time say, you know, Larry Tunzel, one of the, the highest regarded offensive tackles coming out. Not one time did I hear, well, be careful, this guy, because he's got, you know, he's got a history of, you know, smoking marijuana and stuff like this. And all of a sudden on draft night, the guy's doing a bong rip in a picture. Yeah. Where did that come from? I, I didn't hear one reporter. Somebody trying to sabotage exactly. it. Or literally smokescreen. Oh, no, for sure. But I, I didn't hear one person in the media before that say, Larry Tenzel, there's a couple red flags with him. So this is my point. Like, we have red flags over Justin Fields. Why? Because some scout said that. To me, that's all a smokescreen. It's to me, if if, if, if if a guy comes out and says, you know what, he's he's not a hard worker. There's red flags around him. That's someone trying to throw a smokescreen and say, hopefully he falls to us. That's all I think about that. Yeah, and I think that happens, and some of that's a dangerous business. And unfortunately, these guys are pawns in that game. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but I, I think I 
it's a it's a wild question. Again, I, I'll go back to say it. I think I, we knew this was coming out of this article. I think he knew probably it was coming. I, I love the fact that he was just genuine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't PC. He wasn't saying what everybody wanted to, to hear him say. And that's fine. That's probably why he's reluctant to do a lot of interviews. I mean, he's been very quiet in this draft cycle, uh, knowing that he's going to be the number one guy. Yeah. So I uh, very handpicked at what stories he, he has done. And, and I have no problem with the Trevor Lawrence story, comments, whatever. In fact, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was refreshing. Like, I think it's really cool, uh, yeah. and it gives you a sense of who he is, uh, I, all those things. And and I think if Justin Fields was the number one overall pick and he was coming to Jacksonville for the last four months and he said the same thing, I would feel that way too. Yeah. Like, I, I don't feel any different. Now, if we didn't know who was going to be the number one pick, if there was no lock and it's a murky situation, it's like, oh, the Jags going to take Zach Wilson. They're going to take Trevor. They're going to take Fields. They're going to take Mac Jones. And one of these guys then say that, mm-hmm. uh, then I might, I might be like, well – Okay, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, yeah. what does that mean? But I, I, I don't, I don't even know if it would really red flag me. I really don't. Yeah. I just think that's that's someone being genuine. Moik, you said earlier in the show, more people are like that in NFL locker rooms. Few people have the guts to say it. Sure. Uh, and especially as you get older, I think what makes it, I think what it does is it shows you the sign of maturity that Trevor Lawrence has, the understanding of who he is. That's what it is, because you know who would say this? A 28-year-old quarterback, a 32-year-old quarterback. Not too many 21, 22-year-old quarterbacks would say it. See, yeah. so to me, it's a sign of maturity. I don't care what you think. Yeah. I know who I am. You know, I know who I am since I'm seventh, eighth grade, yeah. right? And I've learned about me, and I know it works. Who I am works. Look at my resume. Yeah. Look what I've done. And I love the game, yeah. and I want to be the best to do it. Boom. End of story. Stop the conversation. And, and you know, the with Lewis Reddick, too, and listen, Lewis Reddick's an intelligent individual, right? I mean, this guy is, you know, interviewing for GM jobs. And is there a bias of the black quarterback in the NFL? You know, I think you could make up examples and say, yes, there is. But I don't see this being one of those examples. What I look at it is, if you want to compare Fields to Trevor Lawrence, to Trey Lance and Zach Wilson and Mac Jones right now, if you compare them to those guys, no quarterback more than Justin Fields has had a bigger floor in terms of his performance this year than Justin Fields. Simple as that. If you watch the Indiana game and you watch the Northwestern game, like we left those games thinking, ugh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're like, we're a little turned off by those things. Mac Jones didn't really have any of those games. Yeah, no floor like that. Trevor Lawrence didn't have a floor like no. that. Uh, Zach Wilson didn't have a floor like that. Even, you know, probably his worst game of the year against Coastal Carolina, it was still a lot better than, yeah. than uh, Justin Fields' worst. So that's my point right there. And if you want to throw a color on it, then so be it. But I honestly think that, the you know, we don't have a good beat on where Justin Fields is going to go just because look at his season this year. It's been up and down. Now, there's really been a lot has. of up. But the down has been so far down, I get where NFL evaluators are coming from. Let's, uh, here's the other thing about Justin Fields. Fields has become a very interesting person in this draft, mm-hmm. not just for this conversation, not just for the Dan Orlovsky comments and, and then what came out of that. Uh, he's interesting because of what you said, just the analysis on tape. Listen, I, I thought the Jags were getting Justin Fields. I was all in on Justin Fields. <laughs> I think a lot of people well, did. Well, you know, I mean, we had these discussions. You yeah. weren't as much all in as I was well, during that I time. Until, you know, until the, those the, games. Indiana, 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 Indiana game, Northwestern game, you trying to talk me out of it. And I was like, don't worry, man. He's still the guy. <laughs> yeah. And then I didn't, and then I shifted focus because obviously the Jags got the number one pick. But I, what's a, what's fascinating in my own mind is, hey, Brent, how would you feel right now if the Jags were picking number two? Would you be aligned with everybody that's pushed Zach Wilson to the top? 
or would you still be on Justin Fields the way you were? Mm-hmm. And I have not wavered on this front. I think Justin Fields is going to be a very good quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I also think it's going to be a hell of a quarterback class. Yeah. I really do. I, I think it's going to be really good. And I could go as far as saying I still think Kyle Trask has a good chance to be a good quarterback in this game, uh, in this league. Yeah. Uh, I also I don't know much about the Stanford kid, but he's climbing well, board. So maybe he's another Mond one. as well. Kellen Mond is yeah, up and there. Yeah, I have which... less faith in him. I, I just yeah, didn't I see enough of the growth in college for Kellen Mond. So I'm not sure I would put him in that category. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the kid out of Stanford, the Trask, even as deep as that, I think they, they have chance for a lot of success. Mm-hmm. Like this is, I have said before, I believe this class could rival 83 when it comes to quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think they're all pretty damn good. Uh, I don't know which one will be the best. I mean, circumstances will probably indicate a lot of that mm-hmm. uh, based on what team they're at, coaching, all that other stuff, but health. So I'm still a big fan of Justin Fields. I really, I, and I'm not convinced Zach Wilson's better than him. I'm a little concerned for the Jets that they're that locked in on, on Wilson. Now, he seems to fit Broadway and, and the whole thing. Uh, I could see him on the Times Square billboards, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, he's got the boy band look. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. he, he's, he, it could be really a gold mine. Like, I, and I like the risk factor there, too. I think he's super boom potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just to make it clear, like, I think none of the things that have been said, none of the jockeying around for fields has me off fields. I still think he's yeah. good. I, I know he had those poor games. I think he's a really good player. I think he's only going to get better. The thing I would really have to question myself now is would you be going to the wall for him at number two if the Jags pick number two? And I was going to the wall for him. It would be an interesting in, conversation. In October, November. And I, I just haven't sat right back now. and asked my question, that question much because we don't have to. Yeah. But, I mean, I seriously was all in just six months ago on Justin Fields four months ago, mm-hmm. and now I just haven't had to be. Uh, I, I think someone has a chance to really get a steal with Fields, and I'm still not convinced San Francisco didn't move up to go get him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so sure. we're not convinced of that. Trey yeah. Lance fits in that category. I just have less of a feeling about Lance. You have a better feeling about Lance because of your connections out there in North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, one other thing about uh, – I don't think the black quarterback, white quarterback thing exists in the NFL. I yeah. think – I feel like we're trying to still make it a thing. Am I wrong on that? Should I still be um, – uh, should I be well, more aware of it still being a thing? I mean, look, look at all up. the great yeah, quarterbacks but. in the NFL – that are black players like that's yeah. not a that's no. not a thing like it it seriously was a thing 15 years yeah. ago 12 years ago mm-hmm. i mean russell wilson's an mvp candidate every year cam newton led his team to a super bowl i mean all the way back to michael vick who obviously played the position in an electric way that that few have ever done but let's go back okay so let's go back to lamar jackson though okay lamar jackson mvp winner himself Comes out of college, Heisman Trophy winner, mind you. Yeah. And what was the narrative with 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 him? I was not a what's, big fan let, of Jackson. Coming okay, out. but what was the narrative? Hey, let's put him at wide receiver. Yeah. Let's let's put him someplace else. Yeah. Right. And, and then I think some of the narrative was when he didn't want to work out with, with that stuff. They're like, oh well, he you know he doesn't yeah. even care about it, right? Like, see, to me that that could fit the narrative a little bit. I think it could fit the narrative, but I think we try to shape it to the narrative sometimes and say, are isn't that almost like an ultimate compliment at how athletic the guy is that they might see it. 
people might see him fit in all these other places, and it might fit better. But, Brent, they said I it about Tebow, man. They yeah, said he should no, switch to they, tight end. They, but they were making Tebow try to do tight end drills at the combine because you had the feeling that Tim Tebow was playing quarterback in the NFL. Well, because he when said Lamar, that's all I'm going to do. Okay, but, right? but nobody questioned that. When Lamar Jackson came out, it was like, oh, he, yeah. he, well, he listen, doing I'm, it on the 40 yard. Like and, and they're kind of the same quarterback, Brent. Yeah, they're, they're dual threat. Yeah, yeah, I'm not telling you that that doesn't anymore, exist with Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Better now. Yeah. I'm not telling you it didn't exist with Lamar Jackson. But I also thought the last thing I saw up close in person with Lamar Jackson that probably skewed my mind a little bit, and I wasn't advocating for him to go play wide receiver. I just didn't think – I don't know what he was going to be as a quarterback. Mm -hmm. I wasn't advocating for the Jags to get him at 28. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just going to be honest with you. I wasn't. Mm -hmm. I saw him play in the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, and it was ugly. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was bad. It it just – he didn't have a good game there. Sure. Um, And so that's what my recollection was, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and the fit. And let's be honest now, if he goes to Jacksonville, if he goes to, uh, I don't know, maybe it's Indianapolis. If he goes somewhere, Denver, he might not be a good quarterback. It's Harbaugh and the Ravens committed to him and then changed their offense around. They didn't try to get somebody to fit into something that didn't fit. You know, which we need to see more of in the NFL. Of course. Um, and they've put him in a position to well, be successful and utilize his skill set so well. And right? Cam Newton was the same thing. Like, they yeah. had to change the offense around for Cam Newton. Absolutely. And guess what? He went to a Super Bowl. No, he didn't win the Super Bowl, but he still went to the Super Bowl nonetheless. And, and that's stuff that actually, if you take, again, take black and white out of it, people were kind of unwilling to do for Tebow at the time, right? They were yeah. a little bit unwilling to say, hey, let's... Yeah. Let's change this offense. Now, what they eventually did in Denver, because they had to play him, was kind of run some of that stuff. And that's where they found success, right? Uh, So, yes. All I'm trying to say is that Tebow and Jackson were both first-round picks. I don't remember them, you know, egging on Tebow to try to run the wide receiver Joes, because when he said he wasn't going to, okay, fine, he's he's a quarterback. And guess what? He still went first round. There was a lot of speculation on Lamar Jackson's going to drop now because he doesn't want to play wide receiver and stuff like that. But So, as it sits today, though, do you think do you think that comes into play with GMs and coaches and everything? The the black quarterback. I mean, Lamar Jackson's an MVP. No, Cam I don't, Newton was an MVP. Russell Wilson could win MVP almost every year. I mean, Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback in the game. I mean, are we? I feel like we've gone by that, but maybe some folks haven't. And just I, not just I have, but yeah. people have. I don't know for sure. I'll say this. I hope from a, a talent evaluation standpoint, from a GM or a scout, if you're really that stupid, really that naive to say, hey, I'm not going to look twice at this guy because he's a black quarterback, then you don't deserve to even have a job. I was going to say, then you're not good at your job, probably. Right? I don't think it's, like I said, I hope it's not like that. I, I'm sure it's not like that, but it is By what By the way, is. I readily admit that it had been like that. Yeah. I don't know what the stretch was and when that stopped. Mm-hmm. But if you're thinking that way now, then you're an idiot and a moron. You probably won't have a job very often, Correct. very long yeah. in yeah. the NFL. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. All right. So I wanted to do this segment. I thought this was a good idea today. Okay. So today, Tyler and Kaylee turned 60. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. Nice. That's a big, hey, it's a big age. That's a big age. It's a big age, Brent. What, was 16 big for you? Oh, yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Driver's license. Well, I, I, was, I was like 16 and a half. I got my driver's yeah, license. Yeah, because you're going to get your permit. Like, I yeah, said that, too, yeah. about Rhode Island. Like, I, I 16, I think, was when we could go get our permit. We had our permit for three months. Mm-hmm. And then I think you could get, maybe it was six months, but I think it was three months. Yep. Then you could get into the license stuff. Yep. And then I, I got think my that's how it works. I Down here, light, man, yeah. you get your freaking permit at 15 years old. I mean, you're no, still... That's, a, what, that's how it is in Wisconsin, too. At 15? Yeah, at 15. 
I think it's crazy. Well, the apartment where you can drive with with a one parent. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think we're one. So Kaylee's been driving for a year. Yeah. Uh, just about. Yep. Like she didn't go get her permit till a month after. Mm-hmm. Um. So May, middle of May. Ty, we made go get his permit. He still hasn't got behind the wheel. Doesn't care though, huh? That's, that's so care. wild to me. So I know, because there me. are some that just chomping hey, at the bit, right? You're talking to a guy right here who Were couldn't you? wait to get out of Iola and just, hey, let's go to, <laughs> l- l- let's go eight miles down the road. Let's go to Taco Bell, man. My treat. Like, that's what it was back in central Wisconsin. All right, so here's where I want to go with this, okay? Okay. Uh, we can do this throughout the show, but we're going to launch it What right kind now. of cars did you get them? Is that what we're going with it? <laughs> no. Okay. But what's the favorite car you've had? Oh, wow. Because now, I mean, you're 30-something years old. Yes. You know, interesting enough, I had a ton of cars when I was a kid. Really? I had a Subaru was my first one. I bought off my parents for like yeah. 500 bucks, okay? Yeah. But then my grandfather was in like a used car. He was a, I don't know if he was a salesman for or running the shop. I kind of forget. Yeah. But he was in a used car dealership. And so every few months, I would end up with like a new car. <laughs> like not, not a brand new car, but like a used car. Wait, yeah, be honest. Would he buy them and then like... Take the mileage back down because you know there's know. a way like, that he's there's that probably something back fishy going on. I, I'm not kidding. kidding. That's what he was doing. But I have no I idea. I feel like everybody, like, everybody, I don't know what was going on, but it probably wasn't good. Everybody had a grandpa that would buy used cars and somehow rig it up where they can take the speedometer and move it back, or, or like the, the mileage and move it back, and then sell it for more. Yes. Everybody knew someone that did that back in the day. That was like a random thing. That was like buying Bitcoin now. <laughs> everybody was doing it back then. <laughs> so what? Oh, How many me? cars did you have? So I, I had, had a Peugeot. Have you ever heard of a Peugeot? I've never heard of a For a couple isn't months, that a Pokemon? I took a, Go look it up. That's a, that's a Pokemon where go I come from. Sounds like one. One of the cars was this Peugeot. How do you spell that? T-E-U-G-O-T. I had it for like a month and a half, and I drove it to school. I can't believe I drove it to school. No, it's like a French car, I think. Hold up. I can't even find this thing. Hold up. I think I spelled it right. Ah, Poo... This is what's coming you up. You did spell hey, it right. You, the, the, you ain't driving one of these. Tell you that right now. Maybe no, you are. That's like that a bad? new looking one. You're going to go back to like Can a 1990 a or 1985 okay. or something. 1985. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I've never heard of that. <laughs> you, you know what's fantastic, though? The new ones are, are the, sweet. They look like Lamborghinis <laughs> or like, you know, know Porsche, they still made or Porsches. The old ones? Not so much. The old ones look like just a, a box on wheels. Any of these right now? Oh, about? yeah. Oh, yeah. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it would be embarrassing to go to school with it, and I just didn't care, I guess. Yeah. It was four wheels. This was like the very first form, but and I now think, they're on their final form, which Peugeot, is a like, lot better. Is, uh, like, I think it was an expensive car back in the day, actually. Like, I think that's the way it was framed to me. doesn't look like but it. But it didn't yeah. look like a cool car in high school I mean, in, like, with, with 1998. With all due respect five, to you. Yeah. yeah. I get college and high school so, mixed up. So if you're asking me what my favorite car was, and, and you know, like, I, I told the story. I had the Escalade EXT truck that I bought when I first signed my contract. Yeah, and, like, yeah. I, I had to, like, wrote, I gave that's a speech like a about that in high school. Car, though, you know what I mean? It, it was, man. <laughs> but um, if we're being for real, 1979, my first car, Lincoln Continental. Uh, my, my my grandpa was was a giant like mechanic, so we bought one. Used, obviously, it was used. Uh, he fixed it up, and I get my license. And like probably a month later, when I get my license, pass my test, 
I take it out, and the brakes go out the very first day. The very first day I got That's my like Lincoln. That's like the ultimate thing you're afraid brakes of. Brakes go out. Yep, so I'm doing donuts. I think I told a story before, but I was doing donuts in the parking lot because I know, I know what to do. Man. At least like, you're in the parking lot. I'm 16 years old. Well, yeah. And then I had a friend in the car with me. He jumped out of the car because he was scared. It was, it was insane. All right, don't answer the question yet. we got two more hours to go, but I want your favorite car that you've had. By the way, Jags fans, you can win a chance to meet the pick courtesy of TIAA Bank. Just visit TIAABank.com slash meet the pick to register each day through draft night. No purchase required. To enter or win for eligibility and other details, see the official rules at TIABank.com slash meet the pick. Historic night in Jacksonville coming up tonight. We talk about it next on ESPN 690.